0: If it my, Sounds like k
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of Sounds Like K-Fabe to Me. I am joined today with my lovely co-host, uh, Bobby the Icon White, or the Icon Bobby White, and uh, Kevin Page. How are you guys doing? Wonderful, sir. How's everything going with you? Oh, everything is going swimmingly. Uh, I myself, good.
0: The Icon is in the building, guys, so everybody bow down.
1: Oh, fuck. Or... Just walk out and ask for money back. Um, <laughs> I am Justin Chaos, and we are pleased to bring you uh, our second official episode that is not a bonus episode of Sounds Like K-Fabe. And today we have a lovely, amazing, quite possibly the best show you're ever going to listen to of all podcasts, asterisk in my opinion. Um So... Before we go too much further, uh, it's been about two weeks since we actually sat down and talked uh, on this podcast. So I just want to ask you guys, what have you guys been up to? Uh, what uh, have you guys been doing?
0: Uh, I've been just working on stuff for here, uh, checking, um, just checking a lot of news stories. There's a lot of things going on in the wrestling world right now. So just been checking on that. Um, that and that's pretty much it, man um what about you
2: there's a lot of bullshit going on in wwe right now i can't believe some of the stuff that is going on and i cannot wait for us to talk about it because at this point i know since from the last show that we had and everything that we've been discussing i cannot wait to bash about some
1: of the stories that i've been reading about so let's dig into it all righty <clears throat> well Let's start dissecting Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. This is uh, the three main shows of WWE right now. Uh, supposedly, in the next coming months, we're gonna see NXT go from the WWE network to an actual uh, television channel, which is really nice because I hate paying for the uh, the app. Actually, I don't even pay for it. My brother pays for it, and I use it, so I still feel <laughs> outraged for him. <laughs> But uh I think uh with them coming to a an actual broadcast channel is nice, but they're gonna need to uh double down because AEW's coming. Uh once they show up on, uh, on TNT, it's you know, it, it it's it's already a done deal. Yep. So they need to do what they can to, to to actually batten down the hatches and say, uh, oh shit, what do we do? Agreed. Totally agree.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um I'm not a huge fan of this um them going on um network television quite yet. Um I think that they still need to develop um the NXT brand a little bit better and um not necessarily develop the brand but develop it more for the mainstream um the mainstream audience because there's a lot of people who don't have the WWE network, who don't watch NXT. Um so then when it gets on to the the network TV, the ratings are going to be really low. Um I think that they should promote it a little bit more before it just jumps on. Uh
1: I I think you have a good point. Um it is it does surprise me that they're putting so many um bets. Uh no pun intended that the next, you know, uh thing is all Vegas based, but they're putting so many bets on AEW to make it uh make it big on this um, network channel. But we don't know anything aside from all in we don't know what it's like and especially we don't know how to be received on tnt i feel like either tnt is like hey you remember that one day that one time we had fucking uh wcw nitro um so they're kind of going back and saying we want to we want to relive those days or did they put on like a special show for the tnt execs which i imagine that's the only way you could do something like this um they put on a special show and say look what we can do uh either way hey man I guess uh, competition is good because either, A, it's going to give WWE the boost they need to still show why they're the best in the game, quote, unquote or AEW is just going to be here to stay and do their own thing and not really give WWE too much of a competition, but actually uh, just become another promotion that we could sit down and love it and still have that indie feel but be on a, uh, on a major broadcast.
0: Yeah, the problem with that, I mean – i'm getting i'm getting used to this AEW, but the the only thing that i just keep going in my head is they're going down tnt okay yeah they have the backing um by con which is fine but my only my only issue is that if they're going to be on tnt turner broadcasting just in general does not like wrestling they just never have um look back at wcw you know what i mean um I'm just, I don't know, I'm very skeptical about them being on TNT, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping good things for them, so we'll, we'll see what you happens. You know,
1: I, I would argue that it does appear that Vince doesn't even like wrestling, so, I mean, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll see what happens with that. And I, I, I definitely understand. I get where you're coming from. I you know, can't, the you one think? thing about it is
2: is, like, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Bobby. If you think that TNT is not a wrestling, uh, wrestling television station, you've got to keep in mind, if they weren't a wrestling television station, then why would they bring them on? They must have something that's going to be appealing to them, and they also understand that even the ratings back when WCW and WWE were going up Monday Night War, you've also got to understand that was a whole different time frame. You didn't have social media in its heyday where it was explosive as it is right now, and you certainly didn't have the ratings as they did back then. They had like 8, 9, sometimes even close to 10.0 ratings, which was equivalent to anywhere between eight to nine million people watching on any given time. So keep in mind, it's an experiment. And the one thing that TNT is going to do is that they have history. They've had the history of what WCW was able to produce, what they were able to give. And the key element of all this is that you're absolutely right. AEW is the new kid on the block. Nobody knows what it is. Just like you said, Justin, all in was the only pretty much substance that they have right now is that they can compare anything to, but technically all in, was not part of AEW. AEW was not even formed. It was just an independent event brought up by Cody, the Young Bucks. They financed it. They did everything on it. That's all it was. This is technically the first show that's going to set the tone for when they do have their actual television show, which I'm looking forward to. I mean, we're, we're in another history-making moment. This is the door to open to any other independents. I mean, how come Ring of Honor hasn't gotten their actual television deal in a better position they're part of Sinclair broadcasting they're a massive massive broadcasting company how come they haven't given them an actual slot to actually watch their wrestling on a consistent on a more consistent basis you've got impact wrestling unfortunately it was having its once in a blue moon type success but they haven't had much success since ever since they got rid of the, the carter family so it's going to be an interesting situation on how are they going to come off as AEW is it going to be a direct competitor all I'm looking forward to is just seeing a different option from the WWE. Yeah,
1: yeah see, that makes sense. And one other thing, too, that I, I feel like I have to keep in mind, that we all have to keep in mind, is the AEW has reached this exact point with only two things done for sure. An all-in, uh, well, that, that pay-per-view, all-in, which, like you said, wasn't actually an AEW-sponsored event. It was a privately-sponsored event by Cody and the Young Bucks. And... This entire buildup of their anticipation of, of everyone's like, oh my god, I gotta watch AEW was built on social media. So you bring up a good point, saying that social media is a major factor in the the life mm-hmm. of a promotion.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's. And you also got to think. You got to think about it. I mean, we're actually going to get the opportunity to see some of the wrestlers that, unless you have never heard of any of these wrestlers, only the true hardcore wrestling fans know. Like Kenny Omega is one of those types of wrestlers that has done amazing things in japan he's an international star and to see him go against chris jericho for a second time the match over in japan was an amazing match and i saw that match i thought it was a very solid match it was very simple to follow very structured we're going to get the pleasure to see this on u.s soil we're actually going to get the introduction of wrestlers that most people probably only know by name like the young bucks most people know the young bucks but they've never seen the young bucks in full action on this massive scale. And again, for us being true wrestling fans, as we are, we know who they are. We know what they're about. So I can't wait to see what they're going to bring to the table on an actual U S setting that they're going to be
1: basing all this on. You know, actually that's a really good point, by the way, I've actually never watched the young bucks wrestle. Um, I, I, I was, I'm not an NJ, uh, NJ I think I did that wrong. New Japan pro wrestling. There you go. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. a, I don't follow them. Uh, as closely as I should I follow them in news alone so I am trying to keep up to who's loop moving here who's there but I've actually never watched uh watched one of their shows uh, I think it's just because of the fact that you know it is kind of an inconvenience having to go out of my way to stream something like that when I'm like okay so who is this now who is this now who is this now but I know the big names like Will Osprey uh uh you know like you said the the Young Bucks Cody um especially Kenny Omega uh so we'll see what happens with that but uh Bobby, you had something you were gonna add there? Uh no, I was just agreeing
0: with, with uh both of you. Um I understand completely. I just I just have that bad taste in my mouth just after you know, I know it's different times and things like that. It's just it's very hard for me to get behind something when they're back on Turner Broadcasting and there was such a huge fallout on Turner Broadcasting with wrestling before. Um but I mean I could I could, I could understand it that. could be good.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like I don't know if I can trust this. You know, there's got to be something that comes along with it, but uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, Until then, uh, we can just sit here and piss and moan about Ross Mac (laughs) on NXT. The three offerings that we do have, and honestly, the fact that one of them is a stream only, and they do so well, and then the other two have kind of done the whole thing of like uh, we've been married for twenty five years. I already have you, so you know you get what you get. Uh, that's what Raw and SmackDown have been doing. Um, they've really kind of been phoning it in, um, in my opinion. So like, uh, I think you guys share the same opinion. So let's look at Raw. Um, Raw is another three hours. It's basically a Seinfeld episode where, you know, how they always made the joke that Seinfeld was a show about nothing. Raw is kind of a show about nothing too recently. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The most memorable moment uh, of Raw was – Oh, my God. Was Mick Foley coming out? I was excited. I was waiting. I was cooking, and I was waiting for them to say, here comes Mick Foley, get ready to deliver his title. And I was so, oh, my God. The speech he gave at the very beginning, the promo, I thought it was good. He's he's um, modest as hell, but I thought that the promo was, was nice because I was anticipating the hardcore belt, the way he was he was mentioning things. And then when he took that sock off and showed that ugly-ass belt, Looks like it was made for fucking 1970s Atlantic City or some shit. Yeah. Uh, I just was not into that. Yeah, it looks like a – it's like a, a shit green basically.
0: That's it's it so gross. And yeah, I mean I was I was thinking the same thing at first. I was like, yes, yes, they're going to do the hardcore title. But then I'm thinking, okay, well, it's PG right now. They, It would make no sense for them to do a hardcore title. Um, because they don't really do much hardcore stuff anymore, so that's where I was like, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, so that's where I was like, I don't think it could be. But then he started talking about legends and stuff like that. I was like, cool, awesome. This could be a legends title um, that would be good for you know certain people. They can come back, have the legends title, not have to worry about the you know um, making the huh? uh, the world title be you know a thing for them when they're way past their prime. And I was like, okay, this may work. But then once he said the 24-7 title, I was like, it's the hardcore title just with a different name.
1: Yeah. No, it's definitely um, – you know, the old saying is you could put makeup on a pig, but it's still a pig. Uh <laughs> I don't know how that applies to it, but I feel like it should uh, because that title is God awful. Now the idea behind it, the 24 seven is kind of cool because that is the, obviously the hardcore kind of setup. But I think just the, the way he was talking about giving an ear and, and giving, you know, your body somehow to, to this title. Um, it made me think that I was like, God, it'd be awesome to see hardcore again. Cause I know they have been kind of drifting closer to the whole non, uh, work safe kind of stuff. Uh, so uh, not, not safe for work kind of stuff. So that's interesting. And, you know, you mentioned the Legends title, and you've said that before, and I didn't quite understand what you meant, but now I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, because about- um,
0: in TNA they had a Legends title, <clears throat> and it was Kevin Nash who held it. And, you know, guys like that who who are past their prime, and I don't think that they wanted to really put the world title on them just because of the way that, you know – the business was running at the time. So they made a Legends title for those people to have that title.
1: So Um, give it to the people who can't wrestle the same way or give the same kind of – like it would be a John Cena thing or like a rock thing or – people who, who can't commit that time. That, that would be awesome. Actually, yeah. now that you mention it like that, I would, I was, I'm all for that. Now I'm kind of pissed that they didn't do that. No. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah, that's what I was thinking when he started talking about Legends and then he started talking about Hardcore, and then I was like, well, you're playing with my emotions now. I need to know exactly what the fuck is going on.
1: Which is funny because they're really not very good at reading emotions, and I feel like they purposely tried to fuck us in on this one anyway. Yeah, right. um, uh, Kevin. It, it was horrible. I, I
2: fucking hated that title. I, I, I love Mick Foley, One of the all-time greats, all-time Hall of Famer, just awesome stuff. I thought it was the possibility of a hardcore reintroduction, but I knew in my heart I was all like, I'm not going to get my hopes up for this because whatever title he pulls out it's not going to be a title that I'm going to be 100% behind, which I I call it the 24-7 jobbers title. That's all it is. Yeah, but it, That's exactly what it is. It, it is not a title to do anything except have the jobbers that do not get television time. They don't get much on there. I mean, you look at some of the people that are already fending for this title. I mean, Titus O'Neil is the inaugural champion less than what? three minutes, four minutes and lost the title. I mean, we're not going to go into the joke of, you know, God rest uh, his soul of crash. Holly being the 22 hardcore champion times. I'm just like, so we're going to go back to this stuff again, at least with the hardcore title, it had some relevancy, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, it became borderline comedic. It wasn't taken seriously anymore. When it, when the hardcore title was first introduced, you had some legitimacy behind that title. You actually treated that title like it it was a contender title. It was not a joke. It wasn't anything that people would actually say, oh, they're just filling in time. No, you worked your butt off to go into that hardcore title or to get that hardcore title like Al Snow, Hardcore Holly, Mick Foley. I mean, Big Boss Man even. They were all hardcore champions. They actually brought hardcore to that title exactly what it was meant to be. This 24-7 title, you look at amazing talents. Like, I mean, Titus O'Neil, he was a great up-and-coming talent. He was a good tag team champion. He had motivation. He had the skill. Now he's been reduced to this, which is pissing me off. You look at Robert Roode. Now Bobby Roode. That's who I know him as. That's who I'm always going to know him as. Unlimited potential. Unlimited talent. U.S. champion. Former NXT champion. His TNA... History is enough said. It just blows my mind away that this is what he's been reduced to. And you're looking at the B team. You're looking at all these players. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke that we have a title that, I mean, it looks like a penny almost like the copper titles from the tag team titles almost. And I even read a story that apparently a kid even designed it. Thank God that story wasn't true. Because if a kid actually designed that title, I'd still tell the kid, what the hell did you draw? Make him cry. I'll make him cry. Yeah. I'll make him cry. I have no problem. I'll say, look, kid, if you drew this title, I'm sorry, but go back to art school. You need to get this better because this is it was it's a joke. And poor McFoley, I mean, people were booing him, they were just not, and he takes it all to himself. He was actually the one that's like, you know, I should have done a better delivery, a better promo. Deep in my heart, I know for a fact that's probably not what he wanted to say. He can't say what he truly wants to say because he's under contract.
1: Oh yeah, obviously. Well, you know when he came out and gave that promo, you saw that look in his eyes as soon as people started going. He's like, he knew this is this is terrible. They tried to use a hardcore legend to sell a non-hardcore title, and. You know, I, I, I do see the benefits of having a title like this because like you know, we have been shitting all over it saying, Oh, it's a job or title, this and that. <clears throat> but really what that does, it does allow for the rest of the talent pool to have a shot at something and, and and do that, but it's still just the way it feels, I think that it's still something that we're not prepared but for.
2: But I disagree. You think of it. We've got over fourteen titles on the roster, for God's sakes. I mean, this is combining all three brands. I mean, fourteen fucking titles. How many more titles well, do we need to have to just get people on?
1: Team? I'll be it. I don't, I don't see us sending people to NXT anytime soon. Granted, uh, someone did get sent back to NXT, which we're gonna talk about that a little God. bit later on. Uh, they got sent back to NXT, but I think it's also because of the fact that there is not enough space on the main roster to to make a move. And I feel like he's the kind of person who would say something like, "Hey, either use me or release me." And they said, "Fine, we'll use you," and they did that, which is fine with me because obviously. From the reaction that he got, everyone loves it. Um, but, but the idea of having a title like this on the main roster gives everyone a shot. And from la- my understanding is even people from NXT can take oh, a shot course. at this. Um, maybe – Yeah,
0: anybody can. Yes. Hey, even on 205 Live, anything, <laughs> anybody can – even the they should just they, drop 205 205 is a
1: whole nother ball
2: of crap. I mean, those wrestlers, those phenomenal wrestlers that they're doing so much good and they can't get any credibility, let alone TV time there. That's why they're bleeding over a few of them. You've got Ali. You're starting to maybe possibly see buddy Murphy, who is a former cruiserweight champ who has yet to even show up. And he's part of the SmackDown live roster. That's even worse. He's part of the roster and he's not been on, since he's been brought over from
1: the shakeup, that's how sad it is. Well,
0: he's heartbroken because Alexa dumped him.
1: Ah, uh, see, there you go. It's like I don't want to work with her; it hurts too much. Uh, so uh, we talked about the title. That is unfortunate, but then also we have Brock Lesnar doing what he does Nothing. best on Nothing. Raw. Uh, actually, honestly, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Say what uh-huh. you want, but I feel like I am. Uh, I am right on this one. Uh, because you know, I gotta tell you, I feel like I'm right. When do you not feel that way, Brock Lesnar? Well, I mean, uh, I, I like, it's like what? Well, you know, I won't, I will spoil any Game of Thrones stuff. <laughs> anyway, so Brock Lesnar, for the first time and for the longest time I can remember, him actually doing more than just one quick cameo on Raw. Uh, stuck around a little bit and it was like kind of teasing. Am I going to cash in making people wonder what is he going to do? I do think that this new thing where he's no longer doing UFC, he's officially retired from UFC means that we're going to see more Brock Lesnar. If that's the case, I know make the sounds all all you want, but hear me out here. Uh, Brock Lesnar finally starts wrestling and we're going to actually be in love with him. Like we were back in the day when he was actually uh, contending. Um, Brock Lesnar came out to uh I like I won't say a huge applause, but people were kinda digging this whole like insanity thing. This guy's like just a monster. Um, but then once he started getting uh represented by um uh, Paul Heyman, that's when things started changing. He became a prima donna, he became this, like if basically, like, hey, where's my stake? I'm not gonna wrestle without my stake. Um, that's the kind of stuff that he kinda felt like he was doing. Now I'm sure that, that there's still a lot of truth to the shit that was going on, but let's also remember that. Uh, stuff like was happening with uh, Champa and Gargano, right? That was a heel turn, and Champa was evil every single opportunity he had. And even he never did outside of uh, the office. Uh, oh, sorry, outside of the uh, ring interviews. He had to wait till everything was done before he felt he could actually interview with Edge and Christian. He did all of these things to make sure he kept kayfabe up. I I honestly feel like a lot of the things that Brock Lesnar was doing was kayfabe, and we've all just been uh, lied to. And it's actually a great thing because now we can see – because Brock Lesnar puts good matches on. If he can do that, I I think that we're going to see a great great show. I'm
0: laughing at that because um, Brock – you said the two biggest things that make no sense, Brock Lesnar (laughs) and wrestling. Brock Lesnar cannot – Cannot wrestle, I'm sorry, he can't. I've seen him. I saw him live. he cannot wrestle. He's just a big guy who throws people around. That's literally all it is, and that's not wrestling. um I have never seen him lock up with anybody. um I barely he does the cool move the what is it? The um, Shooting Star Press. Uh, I've seen him do that a couple times. Okay, but other than that, all he does is suplexes. So,
1: and, and, and um, it, I mean, as far as I know, first of all, suplexes are a wrestling move, and second of all, I'm pretty sure that's all he. Hey, does. man, that's he's being billed as this this hulking monster. You know, may again, <clears throat> everyone wants to say like, oh, we're going to see the same thing for Lesnar over and over again. I'm just playing devil's advocate because yes, I believe that Lesnar's broken, and we're never going to see a good fight from him again, but. Because of the fact that every once in a while, people—if uh, you keep giving a shit over and over again—eventually, we're gonna get something decent out of uh, out of what what passes from creative to Vince. Maybe Vince finally listened to him and said, "Okay, fine. That sounds like sounds like a good idea." And they're taking this long road to dupe everybody. I would hope that's what it is. I really do. I really do hope because I'd like to see Brock Lesnar put on some other great matches. Uh, before he's finally retired here, but you know, I I don't know. I unpopular opinion. I can't wait to see if I fucking do what he does. See,
2: and the thing is, is I'm gonna say this is like you can wish in one hand and shit in the other, and you can see which one's gonna fill up faster. At this point, Bobby, I'm gonna tell you right now, I borderline on some of the things you say, but at the same time, I'm going to throw some serious facts in here. Okay. He's a former NCAA wrestling champion. He's also a former UFC champion. And yes, we all know it's of course a staged event. I will never say the F word that is going to piss off all wrestling fans, but it still takes a lot of athleticism. And for what he can do as a wrestler, even when he first started all the way back in 2002, the man could wrestle. The man has the ability to wrestle. He just chooses not to wrestle and i go back to this statement he is still one of the smartest businessmen in the world of wrestling and also mixed martial arts the man knows how to get the money he wants for the fights that he gets and to go back on ufc the only reason why he retired from ufc is because he didn't get the flat fee that he wanted that's what he wants. He wants a flat fee. He doesn't want any of the buyouts. He doesn't want to wait for a check or anything like that. No. He sees where the business is going. He can make more money getting a flat fee from UFC. They're like, "No, we can't pay you that flat fee." Cool. I'm going to stay retired until you give me a number because you're the ones that need the ratings and all the and all the pay-per-view buys. Come call me when you have a number. That's why he goes back to WWE. He can work a part-time schedule. He can do what he wants genius absolute genius do and i do agree a little bit with you justin that yes could there be a possibility but i don't believe there is it won't happen for a number of reasons one he's going to cash in his money in the bank contract for of course the super showdown because they still need to get a, a an event for that for the actual universal title we already know that the wwe title is going to be up for grabs we understand a lot of other matches which we will probably get into later but the point is is that Bar- brock lesnar knows how to make money in a business that he can actually have an iron grip on. And that's the sad part. There was a meme that showed Randy Orton literally looking at him when he won the Money in the Bank title. You have all these guys busting their ass all throughout the whole match, which apparently they weren't even told that Brock Lesnar was even in the building and didn't even get told that he was the one that was going to come out. They had Ali scheduled to win the Money in the Bank match. All they told Ali is that, look, we had you penciled in to win it. But there's going to be somebody coming down and they're going to knock you off the ladder. You just go with the flow. Nobody knew. So, again, Brock Lesnar is the smartest businessman in all of the professional wrestling and in mixed martial arts, but he is a joke. When it comes to the fact that he is not putting any more time than any other wrestlers that are actually still busting their ass, still working, still wanting to actually
1: be a part of it, and actually want to give a damn. So I would actually uh, have a counter-argument to that of Brock Lesnar may not be the smartest businessman, just WWE is the worst. Uh, So... (laughs) And, but and it's a fair
2: trade i mean he gets what he wants but you're right wwe is the dumbest of all because vince mann literally jizzes all over brock lesnar like a fucking christmas tree and he's almost pretty much thinking it's i'm always gonna get my present with brock lesnar dude you might as well just get your damn knee pads ready to go and just get on your knees for every time he comes out and a proven point the ratings actually went up when brock lesnar came out We know that he can be an attraction. They've built him to this attraction to the point where wherever he shows up, yeah, you're going to want to see what he's going to do. No arguments there. He is an attraction getter. But it would be amazing, Justin, if I could be right 100% behind you on the fact that are we being played? Are we going to see more out of it? We're not going to see much out of it. What, What, the super show for the one in Saudi Arabia is coming up in about two weeks they're going to probably do an announcement he's going to say oh, i'm going to cash in my money in the big contract and it's going to be in saudi arabia because why i'm going to get a huge payday for working one big show and they're getting paid more over there than they are working wrestlemania which is even being billed that it's being matched as wrestlemania that's how sad this is is that they're building that more than what they are in WrestleMania here in the States now, which is
1: It, it is very pathetic, but also I'd like to add this here. Um, I will accept y'all's apology, if it turns out I'm right. Uh, so SmackDown. <laughs> uh, so on SmackDown. What's right. that? FYI. I say you're uh, not going to be uh, right. I will Just see, FYI. though. Um, so SmackDown. Almost nobody cares about SmackDown, which is unfortunate. Um. Yep. Yep. There are a few things that happened, though. Uh, we had Big E come back, which is – I thought he was going to be out for a while. Uh, some of the reports that I read had stated that it looks like his injuries were more expensive than than previously uh, anticipated. But, again, uh, these reports that come out that have information coming from WWE, you never know what's real and what's not. I feel like they're making sure that people knew that Big E wasn't coming back anytime as soon as they could surprise the hell out of you. Um, and I, I don't know if you guys uh, saw SmackDown. The reveal they had for uh, Big E was um, – it was actually better than I thought it would be. Uh, they had someone come out as Big E, and then it was like, who the hell are you? Get the hell out of here. I think – I forgot who it was. <laughs> uh, they had him. Lee It's like there's no chance that they said, hey, let's have the return of Big E turn out to be a hoax. And then once we actually uh, reveal who it is, it's not him. We'll be like, oh, I guess it's not really him. But they actually had him show up, which is really good. I, I'm glad they said uh, they decided to do something right for a change. Um, so Biggie came back; everyone's happy. But of course, KO and Sami Zayn kind of crashed the party a bit. Um, something else that involves the New Day that I thought was really cool as well. We had another big comeback. Uh, was was Dolph Ziggler out of fucking nowhere? Uh, makes a shoot <laughs> on Kofi. <I'm> <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. Like, he just out of nowhere just, just comes out and shoots on Kofi, and then he has that really whiny looking uh, sounding promo, which was kind of cringeworthy. But the fact of the matter is, uh-huh. he came back, and I was really excited about seeing that. Um, that was that was so. I loved Dolph Ziggler. I thought that he was one of the better parts of him and McIntyre at the time. Once I split up, I-, I saw the power of McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I missed what Mm -hmm. uh Dolph Ziggler did he was funny uh he he insulted you in the right way because it made you feel less like a human being and it was (laughs) it was good but uh when he disappeared i was like man that's probably the end of his career for wwe
0: no he just disappeared to do his uh stand-up comedy yeah, he even said it, and, um, which is fine. Um, I was really excited about seeing Dolph Ziggler come back, um, even though I'm a huge Kofi fan, but I just figured, you know, I like Dolph Ziggler a lot as well. I can't really pick and choose at that point. Um, but another thing, just piggybacking off of the Big E thing, uh, Big E is still going to be out of action for a while. Um they kind of hinted at it on SmackDown as well um, that he's not uh, he's not cleared to wrestle by any means, but he is he is able to cut promos, kind of like um, mm. CM Punk when he was injured uh, with his his um, elbow um, when he had elbow surgery. He was cleared to uh, do promos, but he just wasn't cleared to wrestle. So I think that's where Biggie was saying that he won't be back at least wrestling for a while. Good um, clarification. I so I, did,
1: I didn't actually know that part, but I knew that he was back. That's all I know. You know, my eyes told me he was back, but I, I figured that that may have also been something they decided to do because without Biggie there to help with the promos, they were very lackluster. And, um, as long as he's good enough to do a promo, that's good enough for me right now. Uh, cause the whole intro is nothing without Biggie.
0: As long as we hear him, uh, Doing that intro that's, at the
1: beginning. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's now, I'm saying. Uh, as great as the Big E part of the uh, New Day intro is, there's one thing it will never be able to uh, to fix, and that is other wrestlers' problems. And the problem I'm talking about is Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, so, never. yeah, we just came off the episode yesterday from doing our uh, our Money in the Bank uh like special review. And I felt like we spent a lot of time talking shit about. Hey, I got
2: to get big shout out to Raul and, though. Hey, much appreciated for coming onto that show and doing that show. It was an amazing show. I got to give mass props to him and we can't wait for more people to come in and do bonus shows as well. Just want to give a mad shout out to Raul.
1: We'll see. I, I don't think Raul will ever be back. Be back. <laughs> He's gonna be Justin. We're definitely going to have to have him come back. It was there a lot of fun. Go. Um, so, Roman Reigns oh, yeah, yeah. is always Definitely. being put in these – well, not always. I would say recently. Uh, you know what? Actually, just given the fact that he had too many matches with uh, Jinder Mahal, Brock Lesnar, uh, these recent matches with uh, McIntyre, he has had almost nothing but useless matches. Um now, when he was going, when he was either uh, fighting for or or, or defending the uh, Universal title, yeah, it had a little bit more weight to it, but they all kind of felt the same because it was just like a the same title shot after title shot after title shot. But now, with him having these matches with uh, McIntyre, with Elias, and now uh, at the Super Showdown, having it with, um, with Shano Mac, I don't understand what they're doing. This isn't a storyline, this is stupid. Uh I, I feel though they also could be kind of maybe trying to build Roman almost like The Rock, where he's taking on the corporation. Um but I, I don't know. I, I just I just do not know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't like it. I know some people do. Um uh, case in point, Cheyenne. If you're listening to this, I don't know how you fucking like Roman Reigns, uh, but the fact of the matter is, dude. Like, I don't, I don't get it. God.
2: we're we're gonna hear this very,
1: very soon. I know very much. Uh, continue, continue. That's the <laughs> no. I just I don't understand what the whole idea of Roman Reigns is. I don't like it. I think that they need to figure out somewhere else to spend their uh, baby oil money at, uh, because no one needs that much baby oil for their hair. It's probably moose, sir. It's um, probably moose. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I I seriously think that's actually what maybe they're trying to uh, do this whole uh, feud with. That's why McIntyre and Elias are so mad at each other because they're like, "Hey, use the rest of my baby oil," and he's like, "I didn't touch it." And it's like, "Oh, I'm going to see you in the ring." I would watch that match. I I would call that the uh, the battle for uh, the go. battle it cool. soon
0: with it, with a touch
2: of uh, head and shoulders. Uh, yeah, that's
0: hilarious. I could see them. Um, I could see huh? them yelling
1: in the, in the back. That's all good. That.
0: You used all my baby oil. Yeah, they,
1: they, they actually, they actually legitimately happened. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so um, that was Raw SmackDown. As you can see, it's not super fun, but NXT though. NXT was uh, something different. Uh, the biggest thing for me that happened on NXT that I thought was really cool, aside from the fact that uh, the very beginning of it, they kind of talked about how. Um, the Viking Raiders, uh they 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 abandoned their titles. Uh at the end of uh NXT last week, I think it was. They kinda of, they just dropped their titles to the ground and said, Cool, we're done with this. We can't we've taken they literally took on uh Undisputed Era, they took on the um the Forgotten Sons. They took on almost the entire tag team locker room and they no one could stop them. They were still the ones standing in the ring. They just put their titles down and walked out. And the uh, episode mm-hmm. opened with William Regal talking about how the titles were abandoned. So um, that was a, a really good start because now we have this great feud we can build between Undisputed Era, Forgotten Sons, and whoever else thinks they deserve the title. Um, but that honestly, that was a great start, but that was not my favorite part. My favorite part was when uh, Velveteen Dream comes out to do his normal thing of like, I'm Velveteen Dream, I'm the... Uh, the uh, North America champion. I'm better than you guys are. And then music hits that I, am not super familiar with. Uh, maybe cause either I, I'm pretty sure it's new cause he's on NXT, but I feel like I, I don't know. Anyway, Tyler breeze, uh, comes out on NXT. He's been moved to NXT. I'm assuming just to kind of revamp his character a bit. Um, and honestly, there's nothing bad about it. I think he did a great job. I think it was fantastic. Um, he had a nice promo with Velveteen dream, uh, and they kind of had this whole thing of like, who is more uh, fashionable, who is more chic, but also who deserves to be the champion. And the end of that promo ended in such a fantastic way. I, I think that if you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. Just Google it on YouTube. Uh, pull it up on YouTube, or, or go to the WWE app if you have it, um, and you can uh, check it out there.
0: Yeah, that promo. The promo was pretty good. Um, I was surprised to see. To see Tyler Breeze. Just being honest, I had no idea that he was um, that he was actually you know going to be on NXT. Never read it. Did not even know that they um, that they brought him back down to NXT to revamp his character or anything. So it was thank very surprising you
2: Triple H for actually yeah, I was, sticking I was to what we've all wanted and not knowing what's going to happen. It was a wonderful surprise. Absolutely wonderful. It's amazing because this is why NXT for one hour can do more than what Raw can do in 3 and SmackDown in 2. It's it's amazing. You you get a surprise every single week. You get either a great match, a nice build-up story. You get to see new additions that are starting to come up. You're learning about new wrestlers that are starting to come up. It's an amazing program, and it's what Triple H can do with this division and what he's able to do with these wrestlers. Thank God that Johnny Gargano did not stay at Raw or SmackDown and is still the NXT uh, NXT, uh, champion. And, you know, I'm sorry that Tommaso Ciampa got injured, but I believe it saved his career. It actually did the best thing for him because I believe he would have gotten lost in the shuffle. Because let's go ahead and take a look. Ricochet right now is doing pretty good. He's on TV. He's doing phenomenal matches. But what about Aleister Black? Aleister Black, I mean, i am I, I am not getting like, well, like the vignettes that he's doing right now they 're not bad, but we 're not here to see vignettes we 're here to see him wrestle. We know the man can go he puts on a great wrestling match he can put on good promos we know what he 's capable of, but this is the sad part we 're losing time from him in the ring of what he's capable of. Poor Ricochet is getting tossed around like a beach ball, which don't get me wrong. He can bounce around with nobody's business. He's probably one of the best bouncers everywhere. I mean, it proved in money in the bank. And the sad part is, is that the way NXT is being built with all these wrestlers and what they're giving them is more value than they could have ever been given if they were put on SmackDown or raw. And I hope to God, once when Tommaso Ciampa comes back, one of the best heels in the business bar none never going to question that i hope he comes back to nxt i hope he rebuilds the feud with johnny gargano because we never really got the closure we wanted from both of them we got the closure from johnny gargano winning the title but we definitely want to see that one match left in both of them to really give us that ultimate closure that we want
1: to have Well, so so the only thing about that is, and touching on that uh, before we move on to the main event from NXT was, um, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see that last match uh, because it's almost been a hundred percent confirmed by Ciampa uh, that when he comes back, he's going is going to be a face return. Um, the fact that he came out and he had his neck brace on and he hugged Gargano when he got the NXT champion uh, championship, that just shows that they're finally done with this feud. Um, because that, that broke kayfabe right there. If he comes back and and, and he goes uh, heel again, they're going to have to find some way to make it make sense. Now, I mean, they could go the angle of like, you know, I had a lot of time to think in that hospital bed, this or that. You know, I, that championship belongs to me. Uh, they could do it that way. But honestly, yeah. I don't think that when uh, when, when Champa comes back, Gargano's not going to be champion. I think they're getting ready to hand it off to Adam Cole.
2: You're probably right. I mean, it'd be nice to really see that one little piece of closure, but you're more than likely it's going to probably be that. And Adam Cole is a phenomenal heel, phenomenal wrestler. No question about it that he'll probably be NXT champion very, very soon when Gargano gets the call up. And I hope he doesn't go to 205 Live if it's still around because then you can say goodbye to Gargano's career. But that's just, again, a whole other story. So moving on to what's going on with NXT,
1: what other matches we got, Justin? Uh, So, we had the final match, uh, which was uh, Gargano, actually, uh, with Matt Riddle, which is easily one of my favorite talents in NXT right now, uh, versus Undisputed Era, and they actually ended up putting Undisputed Era over, um, which was surprising because this was a a revenge match for Matt Riddle on Undisputed Era, getting involved with his his, uh, most previous match with uh, Adam Cole. Now... The one only written re- uh, excuse me the only, only uh, fuck I can't talk right now. The only one reason why I would say that they put undisputed era over on a revenge hit from uh, Matt Riddle and Gargano is because they're getting ready to put the tag team t- uh, titles on them, and they need to start building that uh, legitimate heat on uh, being over Matt Riddle and Gargano, two people who should have technically beat them because they are faces in the situation, right? Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to be NXT uh, tag champions. I think they're going to put the title on uh, Adam Cole, and that's when we're going to start seeing the dynamic between Adam Cole and Roderick Strong come back of, like, you know, uh, so what about me? In the perfect world, they'd put the uh, North American champion on Rod- Roderick Strong, and we'd see Undisputed Era become the powerhouse that it's always been. And then, I I mentioned to you guys, it would be so cool to see them leak to main roster, not – move the main roster, but leak over and start showing how NXT is the dominant brand and start doing this whole, like, invasion, like the Nexus thing and and be like, you know, we're better than you guys and you guys have been here longer, uh, so kiss it. It'd be really cool to see that kind of dynamic. It's probably not going to happen uh, because Triple H would probably make it happen. I feel like Triple H would make that happen because it, it brings back the idea of factions again. But, um, yeah, Vince won't let that happen because that means that th- – uh, the spotlight would be taken away from uh from uh brock lesnar and all that garbage so I, I personally think nxt was was all right this week uh the it wasn't a a plus show but they definitely had some some great moments to it
0: yeah i agree with that um nxt was actually a a pretty good show um it's it's not how it normally was and i think it's just because it was coming off the heels of uh Money in the bank, um, and I, I think that they're just trying to um, get back to to where they they're supposed to be. You know what I mean? Um, this this last match was really I liked it. I liked a lot of the uh, the spots in this match, um, and I'm really into spots and you know the way that that the techni- the technicalities and stuff are in matches. Um, just from my days in the business, but um, I definitely, I definitely really like this match a lot, and I'm really, really happy that um, the way that this is going.
1: So, <clears throat> I think I think we all agree that uh, NXT, once it comes to I cable like that. television, is going to be a godsend. God willing, they take an hour off a of RAW and give it to NXT, so we have two hours across the board for everybody. That would, I think, it would be a, a nice, um, a nice compromise. Now. We get to move into a little bit of the rest of the episode. So we're, we're done talking about Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. We all kind of agree that the shows, uh, aside from NXT, were lacking. Why did these decisions get made? Um, also, what the fuck is 24-7? The one thing that came up when we were actually getting ready for this episode, I didn't know this. Uh, Bobby was going over the uh, the sheet for Superstar or Super Showdown. And I know that they're having this feud build between uh, Finn Balor and Andrade. You, it, it's it's always been there, right? Uh, Finn wins, Finn loses, Finn wins, Finn loses. Uh, same thing for Andrade. I mean, he does great spots. He has these 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 uh, uh, this high flying. Like he's honestly, he's one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. Uh, maybe it has a lot to do with the fact that. Uh, He's just entertaining. I like uh, Tranquilo so much because it's such like a a big old like, yeah, well, fuck you. I could do this. I I love that. It's funny. He's a great wrestler. But um, on Superstar Showdown, Finn Balor is going demon against Andrade. Why is he going demon against Andrade? We have asked for demon against bigger opponents, and we have never – he didn't fucking go demon against Brock Lesnar. Why? Why? It makes no sense to me. It blows my mind. Now, I know it's Superstar Showdown, or whatever the fuck it's called. Sorry. Um, I know it's going to be in Saudi Arabia, and that's when the money is for Vince right now. And I get that maybe the Demon is definitely one of those uh, uh, those money draws, or those, the draws for the audience. But I still think that people would have gotten way more into uh, Finn Balor going Demon against Brock Lesnar. Granted, that would have almost guaranteed Finn Balor won that match. But even then, if you have Brock Lesnar beat the demon, that just legitima- legitimizes Brock Lesnar even that much more. Or it makes you say, what the fuck? It's just uh, WWE being WWE. But regardless of that fact, I just cannot get over the fact that they have Finn Balor putting on the most dangerous uh, persona that people have ever had, I feel like, in the most recent years against someone like Andrade. Not to downplay him, but it, it, there's no sense in that. That's like taking a rock to – like a giant fucking boulder to crush an ant. makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah, I agreed. I just – I kind of see where it is just like you said because of the whole Saudi show. And I think that's the reason why they're pulling out all these stops. But why now? And why against Andrade? That doesn't make any sense. Um, If anything, when Brock Lesnar did his promo on Raw – um they should have set something up for brock versus the demon um on that show it just it to me it kind of would have made more sense hey this is the show that's coming up you're not doing anything i'm not doing anything let's do this you know what i mean instead of doing this andrade um finn balor demon gimmick i just i'm not a big fan of this match even though i love both of these guys i just i really don't see the point and just like you said what the fuck like Why? Why against Andrade and not against somebody else like Brock Lesnar? Now it just makes—is
1: this match for the Intercontinental? No. Okay. So the only thing that I could think of that would potentially make this anywhere necessary is if they are legitimizing a push for Andrade, and the best way to put someone over is put them over someone who is so over themselves, right? So. I don't think it's going to happen, but if Andrade uh, pins uh, the demon, at that point, we might see a bigger push for Andrade. But you I mean, do
2: realize that everything well, that, I guess you we'll is that. Just, that you guys are saying is absolutely the
1: most crazy stuff that you can possibly put into on words why they're of. doing this.
2: It comes down to one so, word logical. There is nothing logical when it comes to Vince McMahon, when it comes to these types of matches. Absolutely. Why the fuck would Finn Balor pull out the demon? For this kind of a match. Simple. The Saudi Arabia government and the Prince, who's a huge wrestling fan, who's got this deal signed for all the millions of dollars they're putting into this. You know that they're going to try and pull every single wrestler that they can. Legends, personas, currents. They're going to do everything they can to make this show equivalent or bigger than WrestleMania. It's always been that way. That's what they always are going to do. That's how sad this is. Logically, for our, all three of us, of course, we want to see Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar in the Demon persona match. We want to see absolutely. We're getting to see Goldberg versus the Undertaker. Let's, yeah, exactly my point. The same exact response I saw and I gave because I couldn't believe I'm going to see this match. If I was going to see this match, say five years ago, hell, we'll even go. I'll even be generous. Three years ago. Probably I might be a little interested in it because Goldberg can still go. He did a great job with Brock Lesnar, simple, effective. I was intrigued with it. it. It all worked very, very well this time. Do you honestly think Goldberg and The Undertaker are going to be able to carry on a match, even if it is within five to seven minutes, which is the other matches that they had with between Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, even the WrestleMania match that they had was 10 times better than the match they had at WrestleMania 20. And now we're starting to see these two icons go at it I'm like, first of all, Undertaker's not going to be able to take that spear. He's going to crumble into dust because of that spear. No offense about it.
1: He's going to fucking, yeah, I can just imagine
2: that just turned to purple smoke. (laughs) He's going to poof like a magic dragon. I guarantee it. So So, here's my thought. I'm going to actually go on a limb here to spin off of what the Finn Balor is. Finn Balor's probably going to take the win on this one. It's going to be a decent match, definitely for Andrade. I hope to God he actually wins down the road a title and actually gets some credibility and does get some establishment. Phenomenal wrestler, awesome. But to spin off into the Goldberg Undertaker, I guarantee you this. Those two are going to fight, but something's going to happen, and then they're going to be a tag team, and they're probably going to team up and actually do something. They will not
1: face each other. Mark my words. I, I feel like there's there's some legit, uh, legit, uh, legitimacy to that comment because, I mean – Look, I mean, they're both old as shit. I, I don't yeah. mean to put down legends here, but unless, of course, the main event—or I'm sorry—the uh, main focus of this match is like there's going to be a case hanging over the top, and the first one who grabs it gets a hip replacement. <laughs> I don't think that anyone—it'll be uh, Walker on the ladder, right? I don't think that um, fucking Steer ketty right, going into the briefcase. Let me get my Jared. Uh,
0: <laughs> so and. uh, Sorry, correction. Sorry, Justin. Real quick, uh, I just saw this. Uh, so, correction: that match is for the Intercontinental. Okay, that, see okay. that still maybe
1: a chance. I still maybe a chance, and this actually could play to Andrade's uh, favor even more because uh, either a he's going to win, get the championship, and everyone's be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he beat the demon," or He's going to lose against the Demon now. And then come uh, the next day, I think it's going to be Raw. Uh, I think since the showdown's going to be on Saturday, uh, more than likely. Um, on Raw, Andrade would be like, hey, look, you couldn't even beat me as uh, as Finn Bowler. You had to use the Demon. And Bowler's going to be like, okay, well, then let's go again. And then he'll get beat. Um, in this game that we play, uh, this Game of Thrones, now uh, in this... In this show, it always seems like the most overlying theme is if you're overly cocky, you're gonna lose. Um, uh, humility is its own reward, and no one in that ring generally has any. Um, so, long story short, man, fuck the 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 Saudi Showdown. Where the hell it's called? Uh, I'll still watch it because I'm gonna watch it for free on the WWE Network. Uh, I. Other than that, I'm not going to go out of my way to actually look at anything. We will have a review on that show, though, and oh, I cannot yeah. wait. Oh, that's going to be fun. For that um, so uh, moving along. So we talked a little bit about the 24-7 belt. Now, um, we are uh, – at, at, I don't want to sit here and talk too much shit about the 24-7 belt, but I know there's some positives. I know there's some negatives we touched on, but I just feel like the 24-7 belt still is – both underrepresented and then also overplayed at the same time. Somehow it pulls out the dynamic. Um, I feel like there could be a lot of benefits behind it, but I see nothing but negatives considering the fact the way the crowd uh, reacted to it. And uh, I think we may mention the tweet yesterday, uh, Bobby did, uh, either Bobby or, or Raul did, talking about how JR came out and said, titles have never meant less Agreed. than they do now. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. That was me.
0: And um, yeah, he, he did that. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. The only thing is nobody's really, this is still a new title. Nobody's really, I feel nobody's really giving it a fair shot, especially us. You know what I mean? We are talking all the shit about it. I think that this could be good if they do it correctly. Then again, it is WWE. So they probably won't, but if they can do this correctly um, and especially against AEW, you know what i mean um i i definitely think that this could be a, a good possibility but like i said they need to they need to make sure that they do this correctly for it to work um otherwise yeah it's just going to be one of those worst of case scenarios. uh
1: we get Played a episode of benny hill done. every raw or back down you know <laughs> yeah. you, get a, you get an entertaining bathroom break yeah. but i mean I, i'm trying to stay optimistic about it but some stuff kind of makes me wonder is this going to be good or is it going to be bad? I'm leaning more towards the bad side because I'm pessimistic in nature, but um, we shall see. Now, um, that brings me to my next question for y'all. If you can make a belt and it can have any stipulation you want and you would choose the first person to be the inaugural champion, what would your belt be? Uh, I'll, I want to go with Bobby first real quick. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Um, so, oh, that's hard. Um Is it – we just make up our own?
1: Yeah, yeah. So you uh, you design your own belt. It doesn't have to be actually what it looks like just yet. But talk about what the belt would be called and the stipulations behind that belt.
0: Um, I think – honestly, I would think I I would have a kayfabe belt. Um, And this is the reason why I would say have a kayfabe belt. Um, You have a (laughs) belt that you can actually – again, it'll kind of go for the twenty four seven thing but this way you can actually defend it and you don't have to be in character um I think that would be a cool kind of concept um just because of the fact that a lot of times we see we see wrestlers nine times out of ten in their in their characters right if they're outside they're in you know they're doing some type of special promotion, say for instance they're in the u f c and they're just you know in the crowd or whatever. That would be kind of interesting to see them being defended there. This 24-7 is only going to be on TV, right? But wouldn't it be cool if we had something that was behind the scenes that a lot of people really have no idea or can't really look at because, you know, yeah, we have social media and all that stuff, but wouldn't it be cool if we could just have somebody who has a kayfabe belt, they break their kayfabe, and they just – they wrestle – you know, they have – not necessarily a match, but people try to take this belt from them, whether it's fans or whatever, and they just kind of have it, kind of like a fun type belt. I think that would be awesome. I've been thinking about this a lot, and I definitely think a KFA All right. belt. Would
1: Kevin, be good. I, I, by the way, that is a fantastic idea. I think it'd be really neat. Uh, that really pushed the creative side of WWE. So that that would be really that would be really cool. Uh, Kevin, what you got?
2: My title is going to be just stupid because I'm going to call it the WWE useless title. And my first person is going to be Brock and that's it. He <laughs> retires with that. That, that, that title. He's useless. That's all it is. It's like you might as well put it on the one person that should be given so much credit to not being able to do anything, but yet is able to maximize everything. So, I would create the WWE useless title and just give it to somebody who unfortunately is just able to maximize their potential with the most minimal amount of work. And as soon as somebody else can even do more than that, or I should say less than that, then I would say, okay, there's your next champion. And there's no, there's not even a match. They just hand the title over on TV. That's how (laughs) useless it would be because somebody else is actually more useless than this person, which means this is where the ultimate challenge is i 'd love to see creative try to figure out how do we get someone even more useless than the next person. I would love to know how that 's going to work because you 're going to be pretty much saying oh, if anybody has any spoilers when it comes to avenger 's end game it 'd be like going from Thor to fat thor i guarantee you (laughs) it would be like how much worse can we get so that'd be my creation of a new title it'd be the wwe useless title to the most useless person that they could have and trying the challenge of just handing it over you would literally try to even get them in the ring to hand the belt over if they're even able to even get to the ring that far. They probably would even probably simulcast it on the Titantron because they can't get their fat ass out of the damn couch because that's how useless the title
1: is to some of the wrestlers. First of all, I'm sensing right a little now. hostility. Uh, and, and second of all, uh, I'm, 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 I, I want to see instant, it'd be I hilarious. can see right now instant uh, fatal four-way between uh, Lars Sullivan and Lucha House Party. So um, <laughs> I think – well, well. First of all, we got to figure out what comments he's going to make to make sure
2: that's probably going to earn him. Well, it'll even be
1: attached to the company, but then he'll probably just be, uh, uh, you know, fined. They should make a find belt, is what they should do. Um. So, ooh, that oh, be uh, nice. I think. Um, I think my fruit, my belt. Randy Orton would take
0: the cake for that one. I say Randy Orton would take the cake for that belt if it was a find belt because he's gotten fine. more. Yeah,
1: but you know say. also. I guess, uh, well, I, I can't defend him that much. I think, uh, fucking Randy Orton. All right, so check it out my belt, um, easy decision for me because I remember, I don't want to be that guy saying, like, man, I remember back when it wasn't PG, uh, back in the Raw era, the attitude era was better. I, there's actually, um, one kind of match that I really do miss, and I feel like I would have to make it a belt for specifically for that match. The belt would be called the First Blood Belt, and, uh, Nice. Whenever someone wants to challenge you, they challenge you to a first blood match, and obviously first person to bleed loses and you become the champion. That could I mean that that would be a real that would be the hardcore to the max. I, I feel like the stipulation would be false count everywhere. And then also it would just that would I don't know, man, maybe that would be too hard. That would be like a uh, hard mode to own that belt. But we would also see some really interesting matches. Um Barbed wire, you know? That'd be cool. Uh, or you just walk around, put a tack in your hand and give him a slap on the back and you win. Um, exactly.
0: Yeah. That's like a WWE 2k belt. That yeah. you made. <laughs>
1: that's what it I, uh, like. actually, um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I made a bunch of belts on 2k 19 and one of them may or may not have been a fucking Snickers belt. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, um, I love this. I will make sure I share pictures with you <laughs> Um, so, uh, a couple last things I want to touch on would be Charlotte Flair breaking her dad's record. Um, that kind of pisses me off because I feel like it's just like, Hey, because you're his uh, daughter, you're going to get this. Now I know there's an interview that she was on, uh, I think it was either Fox sports or she was an ESPN and they introduced her as Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte Flair, instead of saying, uh, you know, the, the. Calling her some title that she goes by, uh, they can call her like uh, they could have said that uh, the the current women's championship, a champion, uh, uh, Charlotte Flair, or what do they what are they, what is what do they call her? What was her like the queen? There you go. I was like not the glamazon. That's that's Beth Phoenix. Um, but uh, yeah, and they could have called her the queen. But I, and I get it. There's a big disconnect between like, and I'm going to use this in a very very literal sense, the real world and the wrestling world. Um, they're not going to necessarily know these monikers, but granted as a, as a journalist, you should have that under your belt and understand that I got to do some research and find out what this person's called and make sure I address them properly, but whatever. Fact of the matter is, uh, she's more than Ric Flair's daughter. I get that. But the fact that they have her chasing the, this whole thing, it's just, I feel like it's just, Hey, it's a namesake thing. And I get that because Ric Flair really did help build the entire wrestling world. I think um, if it wasn't for him and his and his kinsmen of the wrestling uh, profession in the the eighties and nineties and seventies, all, all you know when when he was at his peak, I don't think we'd have wrestling we have today. Having said that, I think it's also because I just don't give a shit about Charlotte Flair anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Um, I'm. I don't know about this. I mean, it's the same thing as when they said, you know, Cena was going to try to break Ric Flair's record. Um, Even though I'm a Cena fan, I really honestly did not care. Um, It's the same thing with Charlotte Flair, but only this is a little bit different. Just like you said, because she is Ric Flair's daughter, uh, we talked about this yesterday um, on the podcast, but... Uh, just because she's Ric Flair's daughter, I feel like they're just going to give her all this stuff. And to me, yeah, she's earned some of it, but I don't think she's she's um, that good enough to actually break her dad's streak. I think that her dad needs to keep that um, for a long time because, just like you said, he was one of the ones who pioneered the business. And I think that they should just keep that on him. and not. You know, one would argue that it. she
1: did help build the women's division. Uh, so if that was the uh, the reason behind it, I still, I get that. I just feel like um, saying that she's going to beat her dad's record. It could go one of two ways, right? It's like, why does she always have to be compared to her dad? But then also she's going to, she's never going to overshadow her dad. So they, they need to find a way to build her own record, make her stand out on her own, which honestly, right now, at this point, I would say just in the women's division on title shots alone, she has that, she has that distinction. Uh Every time I turn around, it sounds like uh, she's going after a title. Um, so there's that. I, I think that uh, Charlotte Flair winning 17 over the 16. Fine, I guess, whatever. I don't care. Um, I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that one once it actually happens and see if I feel any different about it. But pro tip, I probably won't. Um, and lastly is A, W, and you. Now, we talked a little bit about A, W yesterday um, during our Money in the Bank episode. I do also think that now we're thinking that John Moxley may be making a, ma- a guest appearance on the main event um, for the championship. I-, I don't know if he should be taking a spot or not. And then also, we were talking about this before the show. CM Punk? I mean, I don't think it's too far to think that he's not uh, somehow involved with um, – With AEW, especially with Tony Khan coming out and saying that CM Punk was his original choice. And I'm not paraphrasing that. He has literally stated that before the Young Bucks, before Cody, he knew that he wanted to do something with wrestling. And CM Punk was the person he was looking at.
0: Yeah, that's true. And um, the other thing, too, um, that I just read also is a hangman is actually now injured. So they may not even have that match at all um so since he's injured i don't think that um either of those guys will be part of that i think they'll be part of the battle royale if anything um i was just reading about that before we went on air um and yeah the hangman's uh injured and he said that he's probably going to be
1: out for so um that sucks but then also okay uh theory time right uh uh, conspiracy theory whatever is it too much to think that AEW is going to start with something, some kind of crazy underhanded thing? Uh, you don't think that uh, Pac is going to be in the match. You don't think Hangman Page is be in the match. But then all of a sudden they turn around and say, fuck it, we're going to do it. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's amazing. You um, gotta keep, well, you do got to keep in mind, though,
2: because Pac has already backed out already because he is currently a heavyweight champion for another promotion. So the problem was is that he's not going to be competing at double or nothing because he did not want to lose. So that's, no, be, that, that's the problem is that with hangman page, they were going to probably find a suitable replacement But as Bobby just mentioned as of now, since he's now injured the this is pretty much a match. that's already going to be wiped off the books. It'd be amazing to see if they fu- like literally pull the wool over our eyes. And then all of a sudden be all like, Oh, surprise, but very doubtful because if you're going to be that serious about something with this, with it being this close to the to the actual pay per view, very very shocking to say
1: the least. Which it, if it did happen, all I'm saying is if you're gonna have booking surprises, that would be a great way to do it. Uh, but I mean, I get it, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, like in the in the most weirdest of situations, is this something that they would do? Uh, no, I don't think it is. But wouldn't it be great? Because I was looking forward to seeing Pack wrestle again. Uh, Absolutely. The first time I ever saw him wrestle was in uh, WWE. And then after after he was so unceremoniously uh, discarded from W.E. And, and left, I was like, dude, that guy, he needs to be doing more. And then I was educated by a friend who said, well, guess what? He does plenty. And I was like, fantastic. I'm so great to see that. Um, so uh, that being said, I would be interested if uh, almost all signs are pointing to yes, that uh, Dean Ambrose, uh, or rather John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, is going to be going to AEW. Uh, but if CM Punk is actually something or someone they're looking at, I I think I would be super into a John Moxie V uh, CM Punk for the championship. Uh, I don't think that's what we're going to see because they're two huge names. I think they're going for more of like an in-house, uh, not say lower names, but people that you haven't necessarily heard of or haven't heard of for in a while. I, uh, if you use two superstars who already have credibility built on other promotions that big, um, I feel like that kind of cheapens it a bit.
2: It's going to be interesting to see on how it's going to go. I mean, the one thing about it is, is that with the okay. way we're going to see how this pay-per-view ends up becoming and what it's going to become and who's going to be a part of it, especially, you know, Pac, just like you said, phenomenal wrestler was waiting to see him back in the wrestling ring to watch him do what he does best. And, you know, hangman page, Definitely an amazing talent. Kind of reminds me of the old Magnum TA kind of level of where he is, but at a smaller frame, but at a faster pace. I mean, that's how I kind of get a little bit of what he is. And, you know, all the wrestlers that are going to be a part of this pay per view, it's going to be an amazing show. I can't wait to see it just to see how it's going to start. What's it going to become? How's it going to become in the future when it hits TV on TNT? All around, I'm excited to just see something
1: different. Oh yeah. Yeah, see uh, that, that's the one thing that keeps me going though, uh, that keeps me wondering. Uh, and we can kind of circle back to what we talked about before, before uh at the beginning of the show is what the show's going to be like and I I know it's be focusing more on wrestling and like the the over the top kind of stuff and 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 the actual physicality of it. But I hope they don't get rid of storylines. I am pretty sure they said that they're not going to be getting rid of storylines that they're going to it's still going to be what wrestling is and there's still going to be that that melodramatic kind of stuff. But um, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm just all I know is the more I hear about AEW, the more my ears perk up. I cannot wait till Saturday night. I am so goddamn excited about Double or Nothing. Um, yeah, we're actually to sure. get together at your house, Kevin. Uh, we are going to be watching it on. I'm sure all 15 of your TVs <laughs> again, if uh, if that allows you to do it.
2: Hopefully it will. Well, hopefully it will. But as of right now, the 65 Incher is going to be ready. I'm ready. We've got
1: food. We've got everything. Believe me. Everyone party at Kevin's house. Um, so, um, Bobby, you got anything else to add on AEW before we uh, yeah, sign Yeah, just up one here? quick thing.
0: Um, with AEW as well, um, I was reading a lot about this the show, and um, a lot of people are saying that um, this specifically could actually push AEW um, over the edge for a lot of people to switch – from WWE, um, if people actually watch it, um, and actually order it. Um, so I encourage everybody to try to, um, watch it, order it. Um, I believe it's going to be on fight.tv. I I believe it is. Um, and yeah, definitely order it and check it out for yourself. If you, if you're just into WWE, definitely check out this, uh, this pay-per-view. Um, this is an upcoming promotion that I, I definitely think is going to give, um,
1: WWE a run for their money. Hopefully. You know, and and one other thing that I'd like to add on that too, um, something I've seen online a lot, uh, it's really funny how there's a lot of people who are supporting AEW and they're asking people, hey, what do you think I could stream the fight for free? Um, I definitely encourage people to actually purchase the fight. Um, We are not being sponsored in any way by AEW. And I I say purchase the fight for one specific reason. Uh, We as wrestling fans deserve to have content of a specific caliber. And when there's a brand or promotion that has hit a point, that they are not delivering what we need, what we want, and honestly what we're paying for, then I think it is up to us to to set the tone for that. And if we aren't paying for the inaugural episode or movie, uh, movie, sorry, uh, pay-per-view of uh, of AEW's Double or Nothing, if we're not paying for that, they're not going to get the, the numbers that they need to see to be able to push that particular type of, co- type of content. Uh, so I encourage you to pay for it. You know what? You're going to do what you want to do. I think wrestling is wrestling. Watch it any way you can. But if you can, if you can afford the $59 price tag, which is kind of steep for a lot of people, I get it. Actually, the good
2: thing is that it's actually $49.99. So it's oh, ten dollars actually- less. Yeah, it's actually pretty reasonable. They did come out with an actual pricing for it. It is going to be on uh, Bleacher uh, Report Live. So it is going to be on that actual platform for streaming. Also on the traditional pay-per-view content of where you can actually do actual pay-per-view. So it, it all around, I cannot wait. I know Bobby, you're excited. I know Justin, you're excited. I know I'm excited. And we also got to give big shout outs to the, all of the wrestling fans that are out there that do podcasts that are professional, you know, barely starting just like we are. I can't can't wait for us to actually grow the way we do. And just like Justin, you said, you know, we're not getting paid to do this. This is our time. Yeah, this is exactly. just three guys that we're enjoying the heck out of this. I can't wait for the future ones of future shows that we're going to be having. I know, Bobby, you mentioned we're going to have some possible special guests coming soon. They're going to talk about independent wrestling, yeah. local and also professional. I can't wait to hear that. And Justin, I know with you, Europeans are always going to be the best on any level of how you can give us so much more
1: and i i I gotta i gotta disagree with you my opinions are complete and utter shite uh but every (laughs) once in a while i get lucky with something so um you know i I think that um yeah we're not even sure why we
0: have you on the show just being honest
1: wow i i figured it was like a charity case (laughs) but you know um i'm not gonna The social worker was going to work with us, so trust me, they all were
2: like, Get these three out of here and just put them together and just do something, (laughs) just like they did with the new day. And look at how successful they became.
1: Hey, (laughs) I would say that we are definitely new day, uh, but Bobby is Xavier Woods before he actually started wrestling more, so he was still kind of (laughs) (laughs) useless. No, you know what, um. I love hanging out with you guys. Uh, Thank you, the listeners, for checking this episode out. Thank you for for listening to us again. If this is your second time, your first time, or even your third time, good on you. Make sure to hit the uh, follow button on our Spotify podcast and uh, keep up with us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook and and follow us on all of our social media platforms. And uh, I promise that we're going to do our best to deliver the best content for you because we are like you. Uh, My name is Justin Chaos. I am joined again. By Bobby White and Kevin Page, and uh, thank you guys very much for listening. And you have yourself a great night. Later, guys. Good night, guys.